Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, God, for another Monday night, God, to sit before your people tonight, God, and tell them what thus is the Lord. God, I ask that you give me the strength, God, to bring forth this message the way that you gave it to me, God, that your people may be blessed by what you're saying on tonight, that your name may get the glory. God, stand up mightily in me tonight, God. Use me however you see fit for your benefit on tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Luke 15, verses 11 through 16. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. It's Luke 15, verses 11 through 16 from the NIV. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with tides that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Again, that's Luke 15, verses 11 through 16 from the NIV. We have all made mistakes, prodigal mistakes, made some bad choices. We have all been in some way just like the prodigal son. We've all made some prodigal mistakes, some bad choices. In a way, we've all been just like the prodigal son. Case in point, in tonight's foundational text, the prodigal son had the nerve. I mean, he had the nerve to ask his father share of his estate. Now, normally, when a person dies, hear that part, when a person dies, 
all debt are settled from that person's estate. An estate can assist uh an estate can consist of cash, cars, real estate, and anything else owned by the deceased that is of value. Again, the estate can can consist of cash. It can consist of cash, cars, real estate, and anything else owned by the deceased that is of value. But what happens when the person is not yet deceased, like in tonight's foundational text? But what happens when the person is not yet deceased, but they have a child, like the prodigal son, trying to cash in on the insurance policy they found, trying to gain access to what is not rightfully theirs yet. I said that for somebody because that's exactly what you're going through. Somebody, I know you know what I'm talking about. God knows too why I wouldn't be saying this because that wasn't where I was going tonight, but God told me to say that. And he wants you to keep in mind Keep in mind, my love, that the battle is is not yours. You may feel like you got to fight against that person in the family, but the battle is not yours. It's God's. Remember, the battle is not yours, but God's. Second Chronicles 20 and 15 from the NIV. The battle is not yours, but God's. Let him fight. You don't fight that battle. Let him fight. Prodigal, nice message. That's what we're talking about tonight. Prodigal mistakes, tonight's message. Now for the part we all can relate to. Now for the part we all can relate to because we're not all out here trying to steal some money, steal some property, etc. But we have all watched this. I bet, I bet we've all done this. But we've all had the nerve had the audacity to go to God in prayer and ask him for something we wanted because we were tired of waiting, because we saw somebody else and what they had. Now, we ain't never stole no money, most of us, and we ain't never been trying to steal no property before it was rightfully ours. But many of us have had the nerve, the audacity to go to God in prayer and ask him for something we wanted because we were tired of waiting, because we saw what somebody else had. But God, unlike the prodigal son's father, said, not yet. It's not your time yet to have a bigger house. Hear me, somebody. It's not your time yet to have a bigger house. It's not your time yet to have a better job. Not saying that you never will, but it's not your time yet prodigal. Perhaps God has you on that job in this season for a reason. You're there to be his light in the midst of all that dark stuff that's going on. In the midst of darkness, you ought to be the light. And in order for you to be the light, you got to be in some dark situations. And perhaps your perhaps your dark situation is on that job. Somebody received that prodigal mistakes. It was not the prodigal son's time. That's the whole point. It was not the prodigal son's time to have all that money, etc. That's why he ended up squandering it all. That's why he ended up squandering squandering it all. 
It was not his time or his season to be living on the level he was trying to live on. It was not his time or season to be living on the level he was trying to live on. Beloved, anything you get out of season, beloved, anything you get out of season, you won't be able to keep. Anything you get out of season, when it's not your time, if you if you get something, if you get something, don't even consider it. Don't even consider it a blessing because if you get it out of season, you won't be able to keep it. Just accept that it's not your time yet. Just go ahead on and accept it's not your time yet. And again, that does not mean your time is not coming. It just means that your time is not yet. Somebody, somebody, stop squandering money. Stop squandering money financially. Trying to do what you're supposed to do right now. Stop squandering money financially. Trying to do what you can't do right now. Trying to do what you can't even afford to do right now. The prodigal son had the money, true enough. Like many of you, he had the money, true enough. But still, he couldn't afford to do what he was trying to do. He couldn't afford to do what he was trying to do. Show me someone that has money but lacks lacks the wisdom. Show me someone that has the money, but lacks the wisdom needed to properly handle the money, and I will show you show you a disaster waiting to happen. Show me somebody that has money, and I will show you somebody that's setting themselves up to have a disaster if wisdom is not attached to it. Take a lot of a lot of the celebrities if they don't have wisdom and know how to handle all that money that's coming in. A few years later, we hear about them being broke. Either they're broke or they're depressed. They need to go to therapy or go somewhere because they're on edge because they got wealth with no wisdom. How many of y'all know you can be wealthy tomorrow, but if you don't have the wisdom of God, matter of fact, if you don't have God, period, that's a disaster waiting to happen. In the words of Thomas Presser, and not the Bible, who said, because many of us thought this was a Bible scripture, including me, but we but we learning different tonight. In the words of Thomas Presser, it was Thomas Presser, and not the Bible, who said, a fool and his money are soon parted. There's not a Bible scripture. There's a quote by Thomas Presser. Remember, you heard that on prolific fire first. It was Thomas Tusser that said a fool and his money are soon parted. I agree. The Bible actually puts it like this. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future. But a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it, which is exactly what the prodigal son did. He wasted all that money. He squandered it, squandered it, squandered it because he didn't have no wisdom attached to what he was doing because he was doing it out of season. Okay, let's get back to us. Okay, how many times have you had some money and spent it and then wish you had done something different with the money that was now spent? How many times have you had some money, spent it, and then wish you had done something different with the money that was now spent? 
I'm raising my hand on that one, y'all, because I have definitely, definitely rethought some things I've done with the money I had. You know, it'd be like this. I shouldn't have bought that. That could have waited. I got this coming up, and that bill needs to be paid. Mm, prodigal mistakes. Although, for the most part, I try to think think it through and decide what's, what's the best way to use the money I have. I think that's an important tip for somebody. I always try to think it through and decide what's the best way to use the money I have. You will also decide and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. See, the Bible says you will decide and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. So I'll try to always decide what's the best way to use money. That scripture is in Job 22, verse 28 from the Amplified. Think with me on this. You know I like to make you think on politifiers. Think with me on this. The prodigal son got the money prematurely. He got it prematurely. It was not his season. It was not his time to have that money because his father was still alive. He was not deceased. He was not dead yet, so he ain't supposed to be coming into no, no inheritance. He ain't supposed to have his part of the estate yet. His father was not deceased. So he shouldn't have had the money. But here's the thing. His father did give it to him. But his father did give it to him. Keep that in mind. It was not like the prodigal son put a gun to his father's head. It was not like the prodigal son put a gun to his father's head and forced him to divide up his property. Maybe the father did it reluctantly, but still he did it. So my thinking is, so my thinking is, since he had the money, why not do something productive with the money, like start his own business? Since he had the money, why not do something productive with the money, like start his own business? Be his own man, out from under his father's roof for a change. Be his own man, out from under his father's roof for once, for a change. And do something that would cause what he had to keep growing. You see, when you get some money, a whole lot of money like that, you need to invest it or start a business or do something to keep the money growing, to keep it increasing. See, I told you the prodigal son didn't have no wisdom attached to what he was doing because everything he was doing was, was out of season. Even though his father allowed it and gave it to him, it was out of season. Instead, what does the prodigal son do? Instead, what does the prodigal son do? He packs up, leaves home to go and do what everybody else is doing in the world. He packs up, leaves home to go and do what everybody else is doing in the world. I know he thought he was being grown, being his own man, but really, he wasn't. Come on, y'all. But really, he wasn't. I'm quite sure this text tonight is very familiar. We all know this story. So we can all say he, he wasn't. He wasn't being his own man. He he was just trying to act grown, and that's all. Somebody, you got a child that's of age, 
and that child is not trying to better his or herself. You have a child that's of age, and that child is not trying to better his or herself. They just want to do what everybody else is doing. Like the prodigal son, they just want to do what everybody else is doing. Turn up, live wild, etc. And you as a parent, you are just like the prodigal son's father. You have given that child of yours every opportunity and nothing, every advantage possible and nothing. I know somebody felt that tonight. Because I felt that for you. You've given that child every opportunity and nothing, every advantage possible. In other words, you've done all you could, still nothing. The prodigal son was privileged. Hear me, the prodigal son was privileged, too privileged if you ask me. So privileged that he thought he could just say and do anything. He, He thought he could just say and do anything he wanted without consequences including getting in his father's face and ask for some money, ask for his share of the estate, even though the man wasn't dead. There's some nerve. There's some boldness. There's too privileged. That's just spoiled. He was spoiled. Ain't no other way to put it. He was spoiled, which leads me to the last thing I feel led to say about tonight's foundational text. I want you to notice how it took squandering all his money. I want you to notice how it took squandering all his money, becoming broke in the time of a famine, forced to work a job that was well beneath what he was used to. It took all of that for the prodigal son to see that he had no friends. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Because when I read that part and the Lord gave me that in my spirit, I'm like, Lord, you're right. He didn't have no friends. The prodigal son did not have any friends. I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. It took all of that for the prodigal son to see that he had no friends. I can testify. I can raise my hand again and testify. Get in a situation where you really need that person's help. I dare you to get in a situation where you really need that person's help. And you will see. You will see how many friends you really have. The reason I know the product son didn't have any friends is because of what the last verse in tonight's foundation, the text says. Verse 16, it says, he longed to fill his stomach with the pies that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. But no one gave him anything. That's Luke 15, verse 16 from the NIV. He was hungry and no one gave him anything. To me, that is so sad. He was hungry, and no one gave him anything. That is so sad. Where were all those so-called friends he had when he was doing all that wild living, spending money, squandering it, squandering it left and right? He didn't have no friends, not no real friends. The Bible says friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family, but a true friend sticks by you like family. A real friend would stick by you. He didn't have no friends because anyone who could watch you be hungry, he didn't have no friends. Here it is, because anyone who could watch you be hungry and not offer you some of the little they have is not your friend. I understand it was a famine that had broke out in the land, but still if he had friends, 
they should have offered him a little bit of what they had. It might have not been much, but they could have offered him a little something to keep him from being hungry. You see, friends do whatever they can do to help each other. That's why I know he didn't have no friends, because friends do whatever they can do to help each other. Sometimes that means going out of the way to help the other person, but if the other person is your friend, you do what you got to do. Case closed. You do what you got to do. Friends don't sit back and do nothing to help when they know you have a need. Friends don't sit back and do nothing and do nothing when they know that you have a need. Thank God the prodigal son came to his senses when he did. Thank God the prodigal son came to his senses when he did. Somebody and somebody listening to me tonight. I don't know if you listen live tonight or maybe your tonight would be one night next week. I don't know. But somebody tonight listening to me, you need to come to your senses and realize that person was never really your friend. I'm going to say it again for you. You need to come to your senses and realize that person was never really your friend. Particle mistakes, because that's what we're talking about tonight. Particle mistakes. We've all made them. And hopefully learn from them. Learn from where we went wrong as a person, where we went wrong dealing with other people, dealing with our children, etc. Now let's pray. Now let's pray. Father God, help us all to see we have no room to be judgmental. Father God, help us all to see that we have no room to be judgmental. We have all fallen short of your glory. We have all made prodigal mistakes, being like the prodigal son, and perhaps like the prodigal son's father, dealing with issues concerning our children, prodigal issues, and being too accommodating like the prodigal son's father was, being too too accommodating and wishing we could redo some of the parenting we have done. Wherever you are mentally, emotionally right now, just know you are not alone. Hear me, just know you are not alone. You are not the only one dealing with issues in your home, in your finances, in your child. In your child's life, issues with your child, issues with family members, issues hidden, but coming to the light within yourself. The only one dealing with those things. Hear me. Father God, help us, for we know now that we can't help ourselves and be the judge of someone else. There's too much drama, too much dysfunction. We still need to be delivered from, healed from. Help us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody, I feel like you need to receive that prayer on tonight. I don't know what part. You know what part. You know what's going on with you. Just receive it. Receive it. This this concludes tonight's message. Now, if you're new to Politify, you need to know that I no longer open the phone lines because the Lord led me to do it a different way. Because the subject matter on Politify is always heavy, just like tonight we deal with real issues using the Bible as a reference. So it's always heavy dealing with real issues from the Bible standpoint. 
So I'm going to tell you this. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, you can call or text. Feel free to do so. Many of you have done so. I thank the Lord for allowing me to close the phone line, telling me to do this, because I've talked to many of you, ministered to many of you, and it's a blessing to be there for you on his behalf, for him, Romans 11:36. But if you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation, call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. Somebody just emailed me today, and I answered them right before I got on the air. So you can do either one. You can call or text, or you can email. And I will respond as soon as possible. If you miss the number, don't worry. Facebook is back up. Instagram is back up. Twitter never was down. But wherever you know me from, wherever you're familiar with this ministry from, I will have it posted on all my social media platforms immediately following tonight's service. So don't worry about it. It's going to be up there for you. And I'm going to leave it up for a while. And even even after I take it down, all you got to do is scroll down the page. It's still there. It's just not at the top, so visible. I look forward to talking to each of you one-on-one as the Holy Spirit leads. Remember, please don't call me playing. Please don't call me playing. Don't email me playing because you're going to get blocked. This is a serious moment. I'm there to minister to you, to pray with you, to tell you whatever the Lord leads me to tell you, using the Bible as a reference, always using the Bible as a reference. So if you seriously need prayer, call me, text me, email me. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry's PayPal or Cash App, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire. Or the cash app is the dollar symbol and prolific fire. I mean, if you have been sowing as well, and I bless everybody that has been sowing, and I pray over you that the Lord will give it back to you 3600 fold, according to your faith being unto you. Thank you for every seed that has been sown. I truly appreciate it. And the scripture I just prayed over you was Matthew 9 and 29. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolificfire, on Instagram at Property Saver, like the Prolificfire Ministry Facebook page. Although I didn't open the phone lines tonight because I'm giving you personal information so that you can reach out to me in private, if you have a prayer request that you don't mind being live on the air, your your next opportunity would be, if you don't want to talk to me in private, would be to join my sister on Faith on the Line Friday night. It'd be Friday night, eight Eastern, seven Central, five Pacific. Eight Eastern, seven Central, five Pacific. There will be Faith on the Line with Providence Pate. Call the number that many of you call tonight, three four seven four two six three seven eight two. Again, it's three four seven four two six three seven eight two. As I always say, even if you get your prayer request answered by reaching out to me or whatever, still call in and be in the atmosphere because there's nothing like a prayer atmosphere. 
Just be in the atmosphere and watch what the Lord will do for you. Your prayer request will be taken then too if you desire so call in. Then join me. Prophet Stacy back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place. Monday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. Look for the flyers for both Faith on the Line and Prolific Fire on my social media. Join me next week for, for another word from the Lord. Until then, everybody, I'm closing out. Have a blessed, awesome night in the Lord.